Welcome back to Beards and Brews. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and ring that little bell so you know when we have another one brewing. This week's movie is going to be Die Another Day. Fellas, this is the return of James Hogg. Man, he is just full-blown horny in this, isn't he? That's Dude, that's all he fucking is, dude. Like, Pierce Brosnan's James Bond is just, like, all swagger and dick. Dude, it's 100% just nonstop sexual innuendo. Yeah. I mean, like, I get, like, old Bond. You know, that he always just, like, had to stick his dick in something, whatever. It became, like, a running gag. But <laughs> this movie takes it to the fucking nth degree. Everyone he talks to, man or woman doesn't matter he's like hey baby <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, like glad. it's not it's not even so much that he's just sticking his dick in things it's like everything that comes out of his mouth is like yes would you like to come back and you know have my penis inside you 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. he never has a fucking single line whether it's to a villain or fucking m or anybody that isn't somehow related to fucking yeah, yeah. and i, I kind of wondered through most of this movie, why M was so bitter to James Bond in this particular movie? Because, like, in the last one, The World Is Not Enough, it legitimately ends with him saving her being vaporized by a nuclear bomb by our homeboy Robert Carlyle. And I'm just like, okay, maybe they'll be best buds. No, like, she just walks in full cunt mode. And I'm just <laughs> thinking, man, Brosnan probably walked into her office every day for, like, weeks after with his pants just off. Yes. Yeah, it's because it's he hit it and quit it. Oh, man. <laughs> She didn't want him to quit it. He's like, it's just business, M, and I'm D. <laughs> what? He, I'm just thinking, like, beating the dust off of her and just, like, leaving her oh. alone. Dame Judy Dench does not deserve that. No, she did it to herself with cats, goddammit. Oh, right? she, mm. just, she had hands. <laughs> Dench is in the trench. <laughs> and that's kind of where we start out with in this movie, isn't it? I thought it was fucking Normandy or something. Okay, man. I did too. I was like, okay, we got these motherfuckers parachuting in into surfboards or some nonsense. Uh, and some nonsense is exactly right. Yeah. Charlie don't surf, but MI6 does. It's so fucking weird. Like, you're like, why is he surfing? That seems like a really weird thing for, I'll say, a late 40s special agent to know. And then you realize, oh, this comes back. We'll get to that, but it comes back. Yeah. Why is he surfing like, is a great question. Did you guys see uh, what was what was the fucking Escape from? Is it L.A.? Yeah, Escape from L.A. Where Snake oh, Plissken has to surf to freedom. Yeah, that movie's same thing. Pretty embarrassing too. It's literally one of the worst Navy recruitment ads I've ever seen. Actually, it's a pretty bad recruitment just for MI6 or anything special agent-wise because they roll up into what turns out to be North Korea and they have all these gadgets. Like, everything is over-gadgeted. Like, they have gadgets yes. within gadgets. Like, fucking James Bond has a knife, which is enough utility as it is, but he jams it in the ground. It's a goddamn satellite comm link. I'm like, really? All this shit you have in your magic surfboard is in my phone. <laughs> fucking, as soon as he gets on the beach, it's like Arnold's over there. Mac, get kind of up on the hook. And he has to go over and stab his little knife in the ground. Yeah, it's almost like um, if you, anybody's seen it, Hot Shots Part Do. Yes. Fucking Charlie Sheen is effectively Rambo, and he has a knife, which is also a compass, a chainsaw, and all kinds of shit that he has to like pull start. Hot Shots no. Part Do? Why did yes. I think that was a hockey movie? I think it's Slapshot. All right, press on. 
<laughs> but not only does he have like the super knife, he's got a fucking C4 surfboard. It's it's super weird. Like I mentioned this just before the cast started, is that this prologue or whatever you want to call it just feels like the end of another Bond movie because their objective is they they swap out people. There's a dude doing some dirty business with some diamonds with the North Koreans for weapons, yada yada. James Bond takes his place and he goes into this whole compound or whatever and everything goes awry fucking immediately. You know why? James Bond is a secret agent with the highest profile in the fucking world. Yeah, he switched places with I don't know, some dude and he rolls in, he's got these diamonds that he's planted C4 in like he's got a briefcase of diamonds that he's planted the C4 in and he's intending to trade these diamonds for weapons or something? I guess that was your Damn it! Uh, is it hovercrafts? I don't know, but we get to hovercrafts. Yeah. So it doesn't take too long for the the bad guys to figure out this motherfucker who says he's I don't know Armin Vandersloot. He's actually James Bond. <laughs> James Bond is way too high profile. Like the whole idea of this man is almost ridiculous. And what's really the like the first sin of this movie is that he's pretty much worthless. As a, a, a secret agent, period. He is the worst secret agent. Not only is he James fucking Bond, but he fucking tells everyone he's James fucking Bond. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, he's hardly ever in disguise or any kind of fatigues. He just walks in, hey, love, let's fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, so this ends up being kind of a fun scene. Once he's been discovered, we get that hovercraft chase which yeah. involves a bunch of ridiculousness it kind of reminds me of like rush hour okay anybody else get rush yeah. hour vibes yeah actually the main bad guy's dad is jackie chan's boss from the rush hour oh shit bringing it all together hell yeah but yeah this hovercraft seems really good because it's fucking real we'll run we'll talk about this because this movie has some really atrocious green screen effects but like yeah, when it's fucking real, man, it's fucking exciting. You got hovercrafts bumping into each other, exploding. A dude gets Indiana Jones, like from Last <laughs> Crusade, and it fucking flies 50 feet into the air and lands upside down and explodes. Amazing. Meanwhile, the Colonel and James Bond battling on top with, like you said, that atrocious green screen. You can just tell Lord. that they're just pasted in there. It's like any time one of them gets the upper hand in this, like every time, it happens like five times. It's like, oh, there's a weapon that just happens to be like taped up here. I'm going to grab it. Now I have the upper hand. <laughs> it's, you know, John McClane did it. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, oh, here's a rifle or a laser or something. Oh, I kicked it out of your hands. <laughs> it's legitimately like playing a James Bond game, like Goldeneye. You just find weapons anywhere and just acquire them. Yeah. I never played Goldeneye, but to me, it reminds me of uh, what's that game? It was like a beat em up for like Sega Genesis Streets of Rage. Streets. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just a pipe on the ground. What is yeah. this? An Uzi. That Uzi, though. Fuck, dude. He was blowing up entire vehicles just with a simple spray of an Uzi. Man, in an action movie sense, it's really cool. But as a James Bond thing, there's just no finesse in how he handles firearms. If you yeah. notice, he just like wag his arm and then shit just explodes. Yes. Um, That made me feel that at this point in the movie, after what, maybe six, seven to ten minutes, something like that? I was yeah. thinking 100%. This is a fucking spoof. Yeah, yeah, this is a this is a parody of James Bond. This can't be a real James Bond film, right? 
it's ew, it gets more rough. Like we talked about, uh, what was the one that we talked about? Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah. And we mentioned that that was like a parody of the James Bond franchise. This is even more so a parody of the James Bond franchise. Yeah, it's almost like they take the idea that they had, and the movie tries to appeal to like the early two thousands crowd, and it's super fucking obvious. Yeah, you have that moment to where the action's at a ten. And they crank it up one more because it goes to 11. Man. Please go to 11. And on that point, the movie fucking deflates every cool thing. So we're going on about this hovercraft chase. It's really fun. It's actually quite good. It ends in like the bad guy, spoilers, like going off this fucking waterfall, supposedly dying. And Mr. James Hogg himself, you know, he survives, of course, by hanging on to this like ritualistic like Korean bell thing. Listen. Nobody watching this movie is that fucking stupid. We get the joke. It's a good joke. And then you have James Bond dropping to the ground, looking right into the camera. Huh. Saved by the bell, baby. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you. Okay, first of all, they're going down this road. This is a road. And you see these doors, these big ass doors that open up. And you're like, oh, this must be the entrance to... I don't know, the DMZ or something, because they, they keep talking Jurassic about the DMZ. Park. It just opens up into a fucking waterfall. Why is there a door there? <laughs> Here's outside. Yeah, it's a it's a bell hanging out over a waterfall to a river that wasn't there before. All right, just an easy way for, I guess, the colonel's son to die. Or the not the colonel's son, the general's son, who is the colonel. I don't know. You got You got two guys here. One of them dies. One of them survives. And the one that survives ends up with, like, fucking diamonds in his face. All right, he's doing the little Uzi Vert thing. Okay, <laughs> before we move on and just brush over Mr. Diamond Face, what <laughs> name did you come up with for this villain? I just got Zayo. His name's Zayo, and I remember there being, like, a metalcore band called Zayo, so I just called him Zayo. We should just call him Zales. Ah, <laughs> I, great... I came up with Kid Sparkle. Kid Sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on board with that one. I don't how or why doctors wouldn't have been able to like remove those diamonds from his face. Oh no, but, no, they absolutely could, but, but it wouldn't be as cool. Right. Yeah, so I think he ends up trying to be just like one of those other Bond villains. You got like Goldfinger and I don't know, somebody else with some kind of bodily anomaly. This guy's <laughs> diamond face. <laughs> Like Scaramanga. <laughs> oh, oh. That, that's what they're aiming for, I guess. But yeah, absolutely. This whole movie is just like this movie aiming towards something, but it can't quite reach the higher cabinet. And you're just like, all right. Or just like wildly overshooting it. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And we actually get that immediately after this because it turns into a fucking snuff film. Oh, you talking about the Ice Bucket Challenge? <laughs> no, I think I think he's talking about this fucking Madonna song because when I listen to it, I want to be tortured. Okay, it's stop. One. I have a note that says Chandler's probably going to say this is a banger. No, <laughs> this is, this oh, song's this, terrible, dude. This song, I don't even know, man. Like it's like I walked into a fucking rave promoting this movie, and this is what they play. No, like if it was like a genuine rave track, yeah, okay, I get what you're going for. Two thousand two, all right. This is Madonna attempting a rave track and failing spectacularly. And unfortunately for everyone involved, this is not the last time that Madonna fails spectacularly in this film. Oh, shit. But yeah, like during the opening credits, James Bond, a cinematic 
icon is fucking tortured horribly. And it's just like, the movie's just like, yeah, that happened. By the way, forget that happened. It doesn't matter. Now, look, he's like Rambo. And all I could think was, just like you brought up earlier, was Hot Shots. And I started laughing. And then I really started to enjoy this movie for all the wrong reasons. And Wait, you guys are enjoying this movie? Yes. In no way am I condoning this as a good film. But whenever (laughs) I was just sitting down eating popcorn and laughing at all the fucking ridiculousness. This is a spoof, and I took it as such and laughed at it. You guys, Um, I shouldn't have watched this movie sober. I'll tell you that right now. I agree with that sentiment exactly because I wanted this movie to be good. I'm a Bond fan, and I remember liking this movie quite a bit when I was a kid. But just like any car wreck that I pass on the fucking highway, I can't help but slow down and watch. Oh, you slowed down to watch? Because I watched this thing on one and a half speed. (laughs) He's just jetting by. Now, it wasn't one and a half speed. It was 1.2 speed. But I still, like, I couldn't get past it fast enough. <laughs> it's 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 a drag. Like, it totally is. Like, it wasn't, like, two hours and some chains. Like, yeah. I had to watch it in two parts. I'm not going to Yeah, like, 2.15. 2.15. And that is honestly, like, a half an hour too long. We got to a point toward the end where I was like, yes, it's over. I got through it. Check the time. Shit. There's still a half hour left. 35 minutes of this fucking movie is remaining. I know exactly the part you're talking about. It's like, oh, that felt like a conclusion. Yeah. Oh, I get another one? Sweet. They they fucking casino royaled me. (laughs) Ah. Jesus. But now, he's been tortured. He thinks he's about to get executed on this misty bridge, and the mist is there only for convenience. (laughs) And it turns out he's not going to get shot. He's getting traded for Diamond Stud or Kid Sparkle. I'm sorry. Kid Sparkle. (laughs) And a pick to be made later. Nice. And then he wakes up in the hospital because he gets all doped up with a tranquilizer. Yeah. And I was fucking rolling because <laughs> right before they show him in the hospital, you get a little segment with Michael Madsen. He's like, ain't my bond. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, the entire point of him being in the movie is just being like, ah, James, just so damn sexy. <laughs> just like, whatever. Yes. I would never sleep with James Bond. I will fucking immediately sleep with James Bond. <laughs> Ooh, I'd like to be stuck in the middle with him. Oh my God. Hey, dude. <laughs> dude. I see what you did there. Oh but man, I recently watched that Hard to Kill with Steven Seagal. And when he's laying in that hospital bed, I was just laughing my ass off because he had that big beard, that straggly hair, and he reached out and grabbed the lady the same way Steven Seagal did in the Hard to Kill. And all I could think was... I wish I was watching Hard to Kill. <laughs> Listen, man. The fact that James Bond willed his heart slowed down enough to where like the hospital thought he was in cardiac arrest and that was all a part of his plan. Yeah. Let's let's what? back up a little bit yes. for this. Okay, so he's traded to South Korea in exchange for Homeboy. Alright, immediately he gets injected with this trank and sent to a a, a hospital so they can monitor him or something. I don't know. They detect like scorpion venom in his system. I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. He goes into cardiac arrest. Like he puts that into himself. What? What? I can explain all this for you very simply. This was the scene I was talking about where M comes in and literally fucking insults him to death. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the fact that she walked in and said. I didn't want to make this trade, but I had to. Makes no fucking sense. Like, the fact that they legitimately let go of the person that gets this movie rolling is ridiculous. You're useless, James, and he's... 
fucking dies from it. You have no use. You have no use to anyone now. More like, damn, Judy Dench. But of course, as quickly as he's in the hospital, he zips right out. And the first thing he does is jump off a ship into really dark waters. Does he know where he is? And he just ends up in a place where he's completely taken care of. I, at this right. point, I just assume he's in Seoul because, like, he hops out of the hospital. He, like, beats up a doctor, shocks him with the, the defibrillators or something like that and scurries mm-hmm. away and ends up in Seoul in, like, a half a hospital gown. When he's in that half a hospital gown and he's all wet and gross, all I could picture was Will Ferrell in those skits where he pretended to be a nude model on SNL. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> the mighty Kong has woke from its slumber. <laughs> But, like, okay. in this point, like, uh, Will Ferrell has, like, better acting chops. Because, like, fucking Pierce Brosnan walks in this place. He's like, yeah, the usual. And the guy's just like, whoa, you look fucking homeless. Get out of Sir, here. Sir, do you have a credit card or belongings? <laughs> do you own shoes? And then dude's like, oh, no, that's fucking James Bond, bro. I recognize him from the back looking like a homeless man. Yeah, Get this no motherfucker kidding. a lobster. Fucking, the dude smells like North Korea, and he's just like, yeah, we got him. Oh, fuck. All right, this is another section where the movie just goes off the fucking rails. I laughed for like five straight minutes at this whole thing. So he gets all cleaned up. He's James Bond again. Who gives a shit? And all of a sudden, this masseuse <laughs> shows up, and she's like, I'm here to give you old rub and tug. And, <laughs> and he's like... Of course you are, baby. And then they go over to start the rub and tug, and he's like, aha, you've got a gun. Aha, there's a porno director behind the two-way glass. <laughs> he immediately starts kissing her neck, and she's like, ooh, I'm not that kind of masseuse. And she's like, and he's like, I bet the fuck you are. Let me get that pussy gun. <laughs> Shoots out, like, where is this this glass? I thought it was like the glass door the to uh is it a, it's a mirror okay yeah, yeah. it's a giant mirror then but okay and there's like three guys back there with casio cameras just like filming yeah. and they're all just like it's not what it looks like you know <laughs> no we're just going to film you have sex like it's not anything weird dude exactly 100 percent. it's a spy that's aware that he's a spy and he's like and i know you're a spy and he's the fucking whole argument is look man I was going to give this to North Korea to sabotage you. Like, how's a sex tape going to be used against him? <laughs> well, I think the idea is like, you know, enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. But it just comes off as like this weird banter between spies that clearly have like maybe a little animosity. He sent yeah. a lady to plowing while he filmed it. <laughs> I don't know at all. Next thing I know. I don't know at all, but the next thing I know, he's walking out with the Bill Clinton special. Oh, fuck. Dude, a box absolutely. full of Cubans. <laughs> I know that, like, James Bond needs to have connections in his line of work, but the fact that this guy produced, like, a couple thousand dollars from plane tickets and a passport. I know this movie needs the movie, but, like, Captain Convenience is just, like, all over this. 110%. Yep. There is no, hey, let me go make this for you. It's just immediately, do you want to plow this chick while we film it? No, man, I got things to do. All right, well, here's your gear. <laughs> yeah. All right, I, I have to walk out of here and get to Cuba the next day, so. <laughs> well, I got to walk to Cuba later, yeah. you know. I love the fact that all he asks for is like minimalistic. Okay, he didn't even ask for anything and he gets a passport and some money. Shows up in Cuba. And when he gets to Cuba, the guy's like, oh, no, Mr. Bond, I am loyal to my country. And he's like, I get it, dude. All I need is a gun and a car. 
And also these binoculars, because they're cool and vintage. I'll use them <laughs> once and throw it in the water. <laughs> Just As I dude. watch Halle Berry come up out the water and some yeah. dude threatens another guy to shoot him in the dick and calls him F- Fidel Castrato. Yeah. Ooh. By the way, anybody else notice that like Halle Berry's out there swimming and she's on the beach. She comes out just in her swimsuit and also a dagger. That's all she's got on her. Yeah, it's a throwback to Dr. No. Super Is cool, it? I guess, but like fucking Halle Berry. Fucking she's Halle a... Berry, though. Yeah, like oh, you, right. there's like Monsters Ball Halle Berry. And then like she's just trying to act next to Pierce Brosnan in this movie. But I'm just like half embarrassed the whole time of everything that Thank falls you. out of her face. Uh, I'm half embarrassed for everyone and everything that falls out of everyone's face because if we haven't said it before, the dialogue in this movie is atrocious. Oh my god. I was the first one to bring that up and how bad it is, and I've kind of got a retcon because I wrote out a full line that he says here because it was pretty fucking smooth. So she walks up on the beach. He's like, would you like a drink? It's a mojito. It's delicious. And he takes a little sip. That way she knows that it's not roofied. And she's like, cool, yeah, I'd like a mojito that does sound fresh and nice or what the fuck ever. And then he goes, meh, uh-oh, look out for those bad guys over there. Predators come out at night. And she's like, oh, yeah, why is that? Because that's when their prey comes out to drink. And she's sitting there looking at the drink that he just gave her. And she's like, oh, shit, you set that up from the get. <laughs> like, no, I'm not giving this a pass. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> No, that part, not the rest. The rest goes off the rails. It's it's too excessive. No, come on, man. <laughs> play the guy, play. Don't hate. I uh, mean, at this point, like the movie's just like, how does Bond get there? Halle Berry, dude, she <laughs> sells so hard for him during the sex scene, and he just lays there until two Viagras later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh-huh. here's the step by step of this sex scene. They fucking. <laughs> She's on top. It's a solid sex scene so far. All right, you can tell they nut. All right, they both nut. All right. Next thing you know, she has a knife and then a guava. She cuts it open. Where did these come from, first of all? Like, she was just... Okay, he is still inside her, and she's cutting open a fruit. She took it out of her fucking prison wallet. Well, no, Maybe. that is being filled right now. But the thing is, you know, they didn't make such a big ruckus. Maybe they were just in the bed the whole time. Yeah, because as raucous as she kept saying that he was, he was just laying there while she did all the work. She's like, are you always this frisky? And he's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Meanwhile, like all their meal prep is just laying out in the bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I've got to get through these guavas. That's like Shit. Jack Nicholson eating that sandwich on the boat. That's total life goals. All right. The next thing we know, you know, shit happens and James Bond's kind of spying on Halle Berry, like wondering where she's going. Because yeah. he doesn't really know anything about her at this point. He's just like, oh, there's a hot woman. I'm going to fuck her. Yes. Yeah. And then things escalate once again to 11. Yeah, so the idea is, like, they stumble upon this, like, plastic surgery place with, like, more like a sci-fi prison plastic surgery place for whatever reason. Yeah, it starts out being, like, an old Cuban hospital, and it ends up being, like, super sci-fi. Yeah, and can we just mention briefly that James Bond shoved a man in a wheelchair to get into that hospital. Yes, he used a dead to potentially unconscious man in a wheelchair that he shoved down a hall 
as a distraction instead of just walking down the hall. And what this place is supposed to be is like a DNA replacement uh, clinic. Is that a thing? <laughs> Guys, do you Dude, know if the, is this a thing? The fucking science babble the doctor was trying to just belt out to Halle Berry to explain this whole situation was fucking unbearable. They're like, what are you doing in there? And he just turns around, looks at her and goes, we're going to take his face <laughs> off. <laughs> Oh, man, that's way better than what he had to say because he's like, oh, yes, we just take the man's DNA and throw it into the trash. Then we put some other DNA we get from some people who won't be missed. I'm like, I guess that's evil. Yeah, orphans or the homeless, you know. The Holly Berry's there and she's trying to kill the same guy, Mr. fucking Kid Sparkle. <laughs> and they run around shooting and she's way better in John Wick 3 because she looks ridiculous in this. And then he escapes, and she does, like, a fucking 300-foot header off the cliff edge, like some Jack Sparrow shit. Bruh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, she does, like, a full-on trust fall off of this thing. But <laughs> there's nobody the there to catch her except for, like, the water. And the water is way down there. Yeah. And the shot was real piss poor, too. Yeah. The, this is one of those examples of real terrible green screen. That scene should be embarrassed to be in a James Bond movie. Now, he grabs a bullet full of diamonds that they get inspected, and it's got the Good Game logo on it, so they know that it can only belong to the one and only Willy Wonka of diamonds. The Willy Wonka of diamonds. Yeah, like, I kept wanting to call this guy Gideon Graves. That's not his name, but it's not far from that. Like, uh, what's his name? He's basically Richard Branson. Diamond Musk. Diamond Musk. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that part of the movie's over. London Calling, uh, you know where we're going now. Uh, That's so out of place. Like It is. What? How else would people know that he's going to London if you're not playing The Clash and Dude. dropping down right in front of Westminster Abbey or whatever that is? Like, this movie in every way has, like, brown sugar across one knuckle and, like, a honey glaze across the other because it's so <laughs> ham-fisted. Oh... I, I didn't know where you were going with that, but it I'll sounded delicious. Together. There you go. All right, so he's there. We meet uh, the second most atrocious act that Madonna's done in this movie. Were you talking about her grooming the people for Bond to molest? Yeah. Like, she's supposed to be, like, this big, like, fencing professional or whatever, showing off her protege. She feels super awkward. Yeah, she. I mean, she goes around this, like, fencing room in her, like, half BDSM outfit or whatever. Mm -hmm. Clearly, the least British person in the room is just so out of place. I don't know. Then Bond and Graves have some, like, the fucking dick measuring contest or whatever. Yep. Some, like, fencing thing that takes way too long. Yeah, this is this is a pretty fun scene. Like, they do a little, like, little professional fencing thing. And the uh, the other guy, Graves, what, GG, I don't know what his name is. He gets the best of him a couple times. And then it's like, all right, you want to do it for real? Let's do it for real. And uh, if you win, you can get these diamonds or something. I don't know. At this point, the jig is kind of up. Yeah, this whole thing feels kind of weird because, like, Graves knows who James Bond is and not the other way around. I know the audience doesn't know yet, but I feel like his pleasantries were just a little too much. Like, just kill the man. No, 100%. If they would have played this closer to the, you know, the, the, the chest here, these cards, that would have been a really cool fucking twist at the end, but they immediately let you know something's up with this fucking guy. Yeah, like, maybe from the get-go, don't let the audience think that he's just a piece of shit. <laughs> Good point, yeah. He's, like, immediately an asshole, narcissist, all kinds of stuff. 
But James Bond wins, and he's like, here's you a check. And he's like, oh, Mr. Bond, I'm just some random dude, but here's you a piece of fucking mail because I guess they knew you would be here. It's a key. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. It's such a weird, like, scene transition. It's like, well, how does Bond get the key? I don't know. He got it from Vanilli. Next. <laughs> nice. I was thinking of fucking uh, Eddie Gordo from Tekken. Oh, oh yeah. That was my go-to. I was a uh, I was a king kind of guy. Ah, uh, fucking. I just always pick the bear because it's there. Exactly. So anyway. they go to meet up in the literal underground railroad. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, this is the scene where uh, where old James Bond meets back with Judy Dench. Another awkward character scene because like I guess he hates him but like needs him at the same time and but she's kind of getting off on the whole situation that he's already fired but needs his help. It's like, yeah. "Hey, uh you threw me under the bus, but also like I'm still James Bond, bitch." And she goes, "You're useful again." And he like a little giddy schoolgirl is like, "Yeah, I got to go play with Q." Senpai and... noticed me. Yeah. <laughs> Senpai. Yeah. They run off to play some VR Call of Duty with Monty Python, Flesh Wound Guy, and he's like, Not oh, junk, if you're please. done playing games, I got an invisible car for you. That's, Dude, uh, that's some VR Goldeneye. 100%. Oh, for sure. But this is a really cool scene. Like, when he meets up with Q and he goes to that little, like, room before he gets to the car, it's full of really cool throwbacks to other James Bond shit. And, like, I get that James Bond's supposed to be James Bond, but, like, he's an extra asshole to Q for no reason. Yeah, and Q gives it right back. He's like, I fucking hate you, James. <laughs> so whenever he gets the invisible car, he's like, it's also got turrets. If you want to breeze through this manual, James Bond just throws the manual in front of the gun's turrets and they shoot it. So the guns don't discriminate. They'll shoot anything in front of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like that really shitty shoulder cannon from The Predator. Oh, God damn it. Logging off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they bring that chick back and she's like, don't worry. I'm not going to fuck James Bond. He's a yucky boy. And you get a transition. He's <laughs> like, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, for whatever reason. I don't think the movie ever explained. Gustav Graves has, like, a fucking ice palace that's half of the Sydney Opera House. And it's next to his diamond mine. And guess guess who else is there? Fucking Holly Barry. Something we might have breezed through a little bit. The protege that Madonna had is, like, I don't know, a training buddy or whatever with uh, Graves. Uh, she's like a member of, what is it, M6? Which we didn't know until just now. She's like, oh, I would never fraternize with another M6 member, especially not James Bond. <laughs> Man. This fucking massive hog. There's no way to <laughs> take that thing inside me. I've watched those China videos. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh. uh, so, yeah, this... Frost Dome? I don't really know what this... Where is this, by the way? The where are we geographically? Yeah, geographically, where is this? I want to say, like, Iceland, maybe? It would I, be Greenland. It's, like, I was thinking Antarctica. Any, like, it. it's anywhere that could be completely covered in ice. I don't know. That's where it is. But, yeah, Homeboy has built a hotel there that is just made of ice. Yeah. And, like, this whole shebang is just to show off Gustav's, like, new satellite dish. That turns out to be a space laser. Space laser. (laughs) The guy's clearly a fucking madman. He's given a speech, and all you can do is go, this guy is like Lex Luthor, 100%. And he fucking reflects the sun 
onto the the people who are there in attendance and how would the government ever say that this is okay no, yeah like well how do other countries not see that it's the fucking sun being reflected back to earth like the idea is like i guess he's supposed to be putting this in the context of it being a good thing like hey even the polar regions can you know get enough sun to grow plants and vegetation we're gonna you know stomp out global hunger whatever i don't know it's a space laser my dude by using venusaur's fucking solar beam solar yes. beam damn the shit is controlled by a nintendo power glove come on yes exactly this whole fucking thing was just to show off gustav's power glove and it's embarrassing and bond's like absolutely the worst spy here he has seen all this. He should know something's up. Whether this guy is the bad guy or if he's whatever tied to conflict diamonds, this motherfucker has a heat ray in the sky. Well, he also has like a greenhouse with a laser room. Like, yeah, like even if this guy is not the bad guy, he's certainly a bad guy. <laughs> he's just a miscellaneous villain. That's That'd be a great twist. <laughs> heat ray guy. And... James Bond only knows one way to be a spy, and that's anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> yeah, it's like step one, make a ruckus. Well, I thought <laughs> you were... Boys. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the, the real one way that, uh, that James Bond knows how to be a spy, and that is two chicks at the same time. He doesn't do that, but there's a, there's a brief time when they're talking, and it's like, oh, was he explaining his... Big Bang Theory to you, and Halle Bear is like, yeah, I got the thrust of it. And Gross. meanwhile, Bond is in between him, just calculating the, the odds of something happening in the next ten minutes. If I calculate the odds just right, I can bang them both at the same time. Without even moving. Yeah. He's about to get caught, and his only way out is to start making out with whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and chick's there to make out with, and he's like, let's fucking make out all hard, and they'll leave us alone. Bro, if someone is just exploded all kinds of things and fired a gun, and then I saw two people making out 20 foot away between bands, I would go, they're up to something. Well, it's definitely not them. They're the only ones around, but they're making out, so that's, you know. Yeah, it's just a box. Just a box. Yeah, huh? Just a box. Just a gross makeout sesh. But then he throws down this line that's like, you know, you should stay in my room tonight to keep up the charade of being lovers. She's immediately like, yeah, that's a good plan, but we're not going to sleep together. Okay, we're sleeping together immediately. Dude, exactly. There is zero hesitation. She's like, there's no way I would do that. We fucking. Like, she said it when they walked in the room. She's like, we fucking. She immediately takes off her clothes. Like, like there is no step one. Step zero is take off her clothes. Yeah, I mean, think about that, though. If you were in the Hall of Justice and you had seen James Hogg's fucking package, <laughs> you're not taking a pass. If you had been in that fucking Hall of Justice and you're sitting there and you got James fucking Bond's massive hog as hard as stone waiting on you, you can't pass him. <laughs> and speaking of stone, all right, it's the 25th anniversary triple IPA from Stone Brewing Company out of Escondido, California. This is a 12.5% alcohol by volume triple IPA, but like on the nose, it's just like, it's a lot of toffee, caramel stuff like that, sweeter than you would expect an IPA to be. 
And this is very hoppy, very green. This is fresh, wet hops, I assume. Very strong. This is boozy AF. But honestly, like, I don't love it. I really don't. It's just a little bit too much of everything. It's overhopped. It's, I mean, this might as well be a barley wine, I'll, I'll be honest. This might be something that probably wouldn't be better in a year or two because of all the hops. But it's not good right now. Like, this is this is just too much. It's overkill. Just like everything in this movie, it's just like, use a little bit more restraint and you'll probably end up a little bit better place. Very eloquent. But Bond doesn't use any fucking restraint. He He's in there just wrecking house on that poor young lady and then he hits it, hits it <laughs> by waking up and putting on his stealthy turtleneck meanwhile holly berry has been grabbed up by the nintendo power glove and is being force awakened torture scene yeah she starts sneaking in snooping up on uh old Zhao in his spaghetti mask and you don't interrupt <laughs> someone while he's wearing a spaghetti mask Apparently, like, uh, the one side effect of him getting his face changed is just, like, insomnia. So he has, like, a fucking sleep mask. Yeah, but he wakes up and he's like, who sent you? Yo, mama. She said that. That's actual words in this movie. She says, yo, mama. Well, like you said earlier, the dialogue in this movie is pretty fantastic. It's very in-depth. Not to mention... Uh, it's like they took a 10-minute snippet from all the Bond films. Well, I won't say all. All the real popular ones and threw them in here because now we got freaking laser beams everywhere. They're on James's wrist to cut a hole in the ice. They're in the workshop to try to chop up Holly Berry with some angry Samoan guy. Dude, that scene, the, the abrupt chaos in that scene is just unforgivable. It goes from like one laser trying to kill Halle Berry into just like a goddamn rave with laser beams everywhere. There are some laser beams that are missing. In an ideal James Bond movie, I would at least want some freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on top of their freaking head. Is that too much to ask for? I don't think so. But why does he even put on the stealthy turtleneck? He immediately just starts blasting. And it's just the ice laser action scene from Demolition Man. Oh, man. Absolutely. Then they get him with some fucking bullshit, like, through the back of the head, headshot with a laser. Come on. Like, yeah. for a Bond movie, that was incredibly violent. Incredibly violent and incredibly fucking dumb. Am I the only one? Well, that statement alone can just describe the back half of this movie. It's just incredibly dumb. Yeah, because now we're getting all kinds of twists and turns, because, of course... James Bond gets free, Holly Berry runs off to do some stuff, and there's a twist. Aha, the chick that he just got done boning, she's a bad guy too. And he's like, pussy's the coldest weapon of all. We find out that she is actually who double-crossed him back in North Korea and caused him to be imprisoned. And, yeah, I I don't know. Like it makes no sense. It escalates quickly. They have a line that is literally death- for breakfast and then he fucking runs away after she says death for breakfast well he manages to get out of there get in some rocket car and zoom off into fucking nowhere yeah it's like an ice dragster i i guess i don't know i mean this whole thing is just to get james bond on a fucking surfboard and it's fucking trash can can we please discuss the fact this man has underwent gene therapy to change his face he has created a successful and well thought of persona who has influential ties to the government and what's the first thing he does he immediately turns on his fucking death laser 
it really seems like he's got a better life going on like now than he did before in North Korea. I don't know. It, it seems like a trade up to me. No, 100%. And it's almost like the Austin Powers bit to whenever he's like, for $1 million, I'm like, <clears throat> uh, Globco makes over $4.5 billion a year in sales alone. And he's like, oh, well, hmm. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck is he doing? Well, why don't I just be, uh, you know, an evil CEO instead? He should have. Yeah. But instead, they have like a fucking Fast and Furious meets Twist and Metal shootout with yeah. vehicles. And he uses an ejector seat to flip the car back over. Goddamn. Like, shit is crazy. I have to admit, that's fucking cool. Like, the whole chasing with the Aston Martin and the Jaguar is fucking yeah. amazing. Did we mention that the Aston Martin can become invisible? Yeah. It's it's yeah. Invisicar. That's why it's at the Hall of Justice. It's wonderful. It's Woman. implied. <laughs> it's Wonder Woman's ride. Yeah, it's out on loan. The the fact that it can become invisible, that's just implied in this movie anymore. But now we get a scene where everyone's concerned about the safety of the world, and Michael Madsen's there. Why? Because he can be. Yeah, he just wants to be like, ah, James Bond, you son of a bitch. Come here, smooch. Because they paid him to film for three yes. days, and they're getting all three days out of it. <laughs> We're all aboard some flight that's escaping now, flying over where the fuck ever, somewhere in Korea, I suppose. And the colonel, who has been revealed to be Gigi, has now decided to don an incredible armor suit and become Robo-Sun while he spouts out Sun Tzu babble. Guys, this movie is fucking stupid. (laughs) It's fucking stupid, but man, if you're in the right state of mind, you're laughing through the whole goddamn thing, I promise. I was fucking dying and the fact that he even does like the face off face touch to his son and he's like what have you done to yourself he's like dad just trust me i'm gonna fire my laser but now you're a white boy jesus like it's this moment that's supposed to be poignant and the movie's just like i look like robocop (laughs) yes they made me to honor him (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't like you anymore. You look like the Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Old blue eyes. <laughs> and he you can leave. killing his dad in some fucking Star Wars father-son moment, and then James Bond's going to pop him with a cap, but, you know, whatever. He misses decompression. And yeah. in the meantime, the fucking fencing lady, she shows up wearing a sports bra and not much else and a yeah, sword. Yeah, why, why is she half-naked? She makes her, like, giant reappearance in this movie, and she is half-naked on this plane. I don't know. Same reason how Halle Berry can be, like, immediately stripped down from army fatigues into whatever she fucking wound up wearing. Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about, like, uh, Halle Berry being briefly trapped in this ice hotel while the fucking Icarus machine upstairs is trying trying to laser beam it into, like, I don't know, melting. The whole idea is they're trying to drown Halle Berry because they know that yeah. she's like M6 or something too. And James Bond eventually ends up saving her after all. The, it's a whole convoluted mess. It doesn't matter. Halle Berry gets saved. Because all the right. icy tail is made out of plot armor. Yeah, oh, I, absolutely. Yeah, the laser cuts through a whole glacier but can't zap through a hotel also made of ice. You like how uh, James Bond throws Halle Berry into his... You know, state-of-the-art Aston Martin when she's fucking hypothermic and doesn't even turn on the heated seats. Listen, it's fully loaded, but Q had to make some exam. Oh, no, wait, he shot the seat out, so she's just sitting on, like, the ground. Maybe he did turn it on, but the heating coils will just burn her. What a dick. I don't know. She went from a really cold, wet spot to a really hot, wet spot. 
whatever. Now, this is where the big fights happen, and MI6, for some reason, is exploding. It, it does, like, this transition to the fucking deck of the Star Trek Enterprise, and everyone's <laughs> grabbing onto something, and sparks are flying out. Yeah. I guess they just had, like, a spy place under, like, the little DMZ in between North and South Korea for whatever reason. Yeah, that's where I thought Michael Madsen was before in the beginning, in, like, the command center of the Megazord. <laughs> yes. Fuck. Oh, fuck. But we get Vasquez versus Barbie, and their fight is actually kind of entertaining, and then she gets a fucking knife kick. I'm covering, my, I'm covering my eyes right now because... Uh, but you talk about the pun coming up? Because it's, yeah. I think it's flawless. This is perfect. It's bad, fellas. It's bad. So at one point in this fight, you know, it's a it's a fight going on, and they're both kind of trained in, like, knives and swords. Halle Berry swings a dagger through. We see it's Sun Tzu's The Art of War. I feel like there's some kind of a symbolism supposed to be going on there, but no, she stabs a dagger through The Art of War. Yeah, read this, bitch, and stabs <laughs> her through the chest. That's so bad. That's like, knowledge is power. Dead. Yeah. Like, what? It's, bitch. It, yeah. <laughs> it's like from fucking Mortal Kombat, which I love, but Mortal Kombat sets a way lower bar for its expectations than, than this does. Like, there's a big kerfuffle in the front of the plane. Bad guy gets incredibles and sucked to the jet engine. Yeah, I like that reference. And then fucking James Bond walks back into the room with Holly Berry and he sees old girl that he's got done bone and he looks all sad and then Holly Berry speaks up and he looks like oh shit you're still here and she's like yeah <laughs> I broke her heart and he goes whatever get in this chopper because we're going to do some shit as this plane slowly falls apart from the front to the back just in time for us to fall out and in a chopper made of plot armor and right before they smash into their impending doom we get a glance that these two very fancy cars that fell out of the back of the aircraft carrier landed comically, vertically, into the ground like lawn darts with zero damage, yeah. other than that they are now probably two feet submerged into the dirt. It's probably the only joke that worked for me in the whole movie, because it's just like, ah, okay. It's a fucking, we got a Ferrari tombstoned in the, like, Korean <laughs> farmland or something. Now... As they fly away, he, of course, has to be overly sexual and was like, thought you said we were going to go down together, wink, wink. <laughs> Why did you go into Sean Connery voice there? Because fuck Pierce Brosnan. He's just yeah. the bad guy from Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. He did nothing wrong in that movie. No, but that's how I remember him. He's just the bad guy from Mrs. Doubtfire. But also in this helicopter, we forget that's where they were storing the diamonds. So he has just like a cardboard box full of like tens of thousands of diamonds, probably literally billions of dollars of diamonds right there. No, billions they, with a B. And they have some like weird conversation where like, ah, oh, we're the good guys. Oh, but it'd be so nice to be bad. They, yes. That's like a reoccurring thing with the two of them. And this is where my only laugh came in. Like, a real heartfelt, like, I smiled throughout laughing to myself, but I laughed out loud at Money Penny having a sexual fantasy in VR of James Bond. Didn't I, need to be there. Yeah. I, it could have been, like, a stinger, you know, like a mid-credit scene or something. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah if it was something, it, it should have been mid-credits. It didn't need to be in the actual movie. Doesn't need to take up some of that two hours and 13 minutes. It's like, how can we end this picture? Ah, yes. Comedy. 
instead of comedy, they decide to fucking make you feel disgusting. Like, dude, the end dialogue is the most cringe shit I had ever fucking heard. Holy shit. Okay, so she's laying on the bed, and he's got the diamonds. Oh, yeah, okay. This shit. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's so big. Put it in. He goes, you like it when I put it in. She's like, oh, I love it. Can't you just leave it in? He's like, I'm going to have to take it out at some point. And she's like, oh, but I love it when it's in there. And then it pans, and it's him putting a diamond into her navel. And you're just like, this is fucking gross. It is. Like, yeah. Halle Berry is super attractive. That's fucking gross. I feel like there's a trend lately in our movies where, like, it seems like the sex scenes are, like, written and directed by, like, a 12-year-old boy. Yeah, dude. It's, it's fucking bad. And the delivery from these two actors, you can tell that they don't want to say it. It doesn't feel genuine. They're just like, oh, yeah, leave it in. Like, oh, I, you know I like it. And he's like, I know you do, baby. Mm. <sighs> that same chemistry James Bond had with uh, Linda Hamilton and Dante's Peak. Exact oh, same chemistry. I think as a whole, this movie is super rough. Like, being a Bond fan, like I mentioned earlier, it's so fucking embarrassing. Goodness, the dialogue is awful. The acting is exceptionally bad. The actions, when it's real, it's quite fun. Otherwise, it's straight trash. I can definitely see why they wanted to just go ahead and throw the whole bitch away and just hire Daniel Craig to reboot the whole shit. Yeah, this is, I want to say, my fifth or sixth James Bond movie that I've seen now. Hands down the worst. Easily the worst. As we have all mentioned, the dialogue in this film is atrocious. The action scenes, like you said, when they're good, they're pretty good. But when they're bad, like, man, the CGI, the green screen effects, just fucking garbage. This movie is not good. Like, it's not really entertaining to me. It's not clever. This was a slog to get through, I'll tell you. Like, I didn't really get very much enjoyment out of this in any way. This is the Batman and Robin of the franchise. Ouch. Yeah, dude. 100%. For James Bond, this is it. Like, they're jumping the shark hard. Bat nipples, all that. It's fucking bad. But you can still laugh at how bad it is. I can still give it that. It's high budget. The explosions look cool. The fucking, the real action scenes when they get going do pull you in. Plot and dialogue really will drive you away in this film, though. So just click your brain off and go, I want to see something blow up and hear some fucking sixth grade cock jokes. Let's do it. That being said, I'd rather watch Batman and Robin ten times than watch this movie one more time. That's a big goof. But hey, there we have it. That's Die Another Day. If you have any strong feelings about the movie or the show, leave it in the comment section below. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Be sure to hit the little bell icon, too, so you never miss what we got brewing up next. Make sure you go out there and follow us on all of our different social medias. We got that Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit. There's no reason you guys aren't listening or seeing all the cool shit that our administrators putting out there for you guys. So if you don't, at least give us a shot. We're going to find you and do some, like, off-screen dirty banter about leaving it in with you. Ooh.